Greetings and welcome to Sarah Petroni. My name is Mark Petroni. So very glad that you could join us on this latest edition of the show. I am joined by Richard Serrett, my colleague at Saga 960. You can catch Richard's show on Saga 960 from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern, Mondays through Fridays. My show you can listen to also on Saga 960 a.m. from 9 a.m to 11 a.m. Richard, good to see you once again, my friend. Hey, buddy. I'm just watching that uh, that new intro that uh, you guys put together. It looks fabulous, although I'm looking at myself. I look like a combination of uh, a Yeti and Elvis Costello. <laughs> look, if you want a new picture, let me know. We can insert that. We can make that happen. You know, take it. <laughs> all, all, right. all the pictures of you that I saw online uh, were like, they look like about 15 years old, unless you've aged a lot in the last year. Maybe that's that's what happened. I've got 15-year-old boys. I'm aging rapidly by the minute. <laughs> hey, listen, we got happening. Any day that, that, that Justin Trudeau feels the heat is a pretty good one as far as I'm concerned. And he is certainly taking some heat over his decision to go on vacation on this day, marking the, well, this national day of, of indigenous, of this, you know, this reconciliation day. And so, uh, sure enough, somebody followed him with a video, always somebody around with a camera. You can't escape those. And there he is walking on the beach, walking away as somebody's videotaping him. Let's watch. Why not in person, sir? They invited you. Looks like he's got better things to do than to talk to them. And there they are, walking off into the distance. Justin Trudeau. All right, so... They were holding hands, so that couldn't have been Sophie. <laughs> no, and, and it, oddly enough, it didn't look like Seamus O'Regan either. But uh, <laughs> we know we got the dirt. Look, uh so Justin slammed for vacationing on his day, uh, taking a lot of criticism. I don't know, Richard, uh, What the way I see this is like, why should he care? The election's over. He's already won. I mean, this is going to be ancient history. He knows this is water under the bridge. But it just it does show. I mean, here's a guy who uh, has called Canada a genocidal regime for what's taken place as a result of the indigenous peoples in this country. And uh, on the day when they... They expected him to show up. Uh, he was on the beach surfing. Yeah, and he, and he didn't have the decency even to have like an orange surfboard. So, but <laughs> the thing is, he just feel, he is, I, I was going to say he feels emboldened, but he no, he doesn't feel emboldened. He knows, he knows he's total Teflon. Uh, you know, the CBC and CTV were buying into the, uh, you know, the official PMO explanation. No, he's in Ottawa. Or, and then it was, well, he's in British Columbia, but he's on the phone with survivors and families uh, of these indigenous residential schools. And of course, none of that was true. And we have to uh, actually uh, say thanks to Brian Passifume uh, at the Toronto Sun. That's right. Who was the guy that uh, actually uh, um, tracked the prime minister, the crime minister's plane. Uh, he's not in Ottawa. Wait a minute. Look, 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 he's flying. Where is he going? Oh, he's going to Tofino, British Columbia. Now, was he there to speak with survivors? No, he no. was, uh, he was on the beach and then, you know, luckily global, uh, uh, global TV out in British Columbia, uh, sent someone out there. But again, it's just this Marie Antoinette type of response, right? Actually, he didn't even say, let them eat cake. He didn't even say, leave me alone. I'm going surfing peasant. He just walked away with his shite eating grin on his face as he always does because he knows he's an untouchable he really is and even his itinerary is lying now 
So I, I mean, they, they send me his itinerary every day and I don't, I don't know whether to believe it or not. I mean, uh, if you can't trust his itinerary, then <laughs> what can you trust? But I'll give you, uh, I'll give you his itinerary, Mark. Here it is. 15 minutes, uh, you know, at eight fifteen, yoga, eight thirty, <laughs> eight thirty, smoke lots and lots of pot eight, eight fifty. Uh, you know, take a quick phone call, uh, with one of my minions and then nine o'clock, you know, take a lid and book the rest of the day off. And the flag was flying at half mast outside his residence. And of course he wasn't there. So, uh, you know, I, you know, too bad. I think it looks bad on him. It kind of looks bad on Canada. I, I can, if I was an indigenous, indigenous person, I would probably be thinking that uh, the government is not very serious. And, and the guy who talks a lot about these types of issues is not serious about them. And uh, I wouldn't blame them for being pretty ticked off today. Well, they uh, should, instead of flying the flag at half mass, they should fly it upside down because this country is now in a serious state of emergency and it has nothing to do with COVID. Yeah, it's certainly, that's certainly the case. Uh, one of the Michaels has uh, spoken out. Um, let's see, this is uh, Spavor. Now this was the guy, he was the one who was sentenced, I believe, to 11 years. He was the guy who actually went through the entire like a trial. Uh, the two of them, as I have, have you know, been uh, been released. Here's the quote: "I'm overjoyed to be finally reunited with my family. It's humbling as I begin to understand the continued support that we've received from Canadians and those around the world." Thank you, Spavor said in a statement that was released uh, today by Global Affairs Canada. I'm appreciating being outside and the simple things around the, around me. Yeah, I can imagine so. And he's asking for privacy. I, I mean, I, you know, what can you say? Uh, I guess he's got a book in him. Is, is this going to be the first? Uh, uh, is there going to be a book about this, about this ordeal that he uh, took place in China? Would you be interested in reading it? Uh, I can't imagine the trauma that, that he uh, suffered through, uh, you know, living in a, in a hellhole for three years. Uh, which could only be, you know, I guess compared to, you know, having to land and then get a, a low body hug from our crime minister, you know, who's, who's like trying to do this victory lap, like he had anything to do with their being released. So I do hope that people leave him alone because again, we can't even imagine what kind of mental and physical torture that he went through uh, for three years. Uh, and that's at the feet of uh, our crime minister as well. So, um, you know, I think I, I think people should leave him alone. And will he write a book? I don't know. Maybe in ten years, this is going to take a long time for him to recover. I would think. Yeah, but uh, there's no happier person on the planet than I, I don't think he'll be going to uh, China anytime soon. <laughs> Can you imagine? Well, that's the but, lesson for all of us, right? Is to stay absolutely. the hell out of communist China because you're on your own. Your Canadian passport means squad. Yeah, absolutely. They don't care. The fact that might actually make you a target. Well, not only did they, <laughs> do they not care in, in those countries, but our, our government doesn't back it up either. Our government doesn't back you up. No. Mean, that's supposed to be a symbol, uh, you know, that your government has your back. Well, little potato does not have your back. He just as soon stab you in the front. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so Mark apparently has a COVID-19 pill that we are told, Richard, could be a game changer if approved by the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration. Doctors say the pill is not a replacement for the vaccine, of course not, but or any other means to prevent COVID-19. Uh, so the drug maker Merck said that it has come up with this pill to fight COVID-19 that cuts the risk of hospitalization or death, Richard, in half for people who already have it. What do you think? 
I'm going to stay the hell away from it. First of all, you know, uh, where are the, uh, where are the, you know, the long, the, the large clinical trials? Um, again, rush, a rush to market. We just found out that the, um, the Moderna vaccine is bad news for males, 18 to 24. And I happen to know that they had this data uh, earlier on in April before they, you know, recommended finally in Ontario that, that, uh, 18 to 24 year old males not take Moderna. They take the Pfizer and, um, uh, Kelly Brown, who is, um, bills himself as the unofficial and accidental COVID data, uh, analyst looked at the numbers from, uh, Ontario, the Ontario health board in Toronto, I believe looked at the numbers and we're looking at, um, uh, a risk assessment here for, for that particular cohort. Uh, one, uh, incident of myocarditis, which is serious. It's a serious, you know, when you talk about inflammation of the heart muscle, that's serious. All the doctors I've spoken to say it's serious and it can be permanent heart damage. So one incident of myocarditis for every 3,800 doses of, uh, of the Moderna vaccine. Moderna. And at the younger you get, the higher the risk. So people might say, well, oh, those are pretty good odds. Really? You want to spin the roulette wheel for something uh, for, uh, to protect them against something that, uh, you know, what are the odds of a 18 to 24 year old with no underlying conditions ends up in, uh, in, in hospital with COVID? It's, it's just absolutely ridiculous. So now Merck has a magical pill. I'm guessing they're going to say, oh, the first one is for free. <laughs> no, thanks. Yeah, absolutely. And now I guess the Biden administration, Richard, is looking at uh, prohibiting anyone flying into the United States unless they are fully vaxxed. And by the way, if you've uh, been mixing and matching vaccines, say the uh, the, uh, the Pfizer and the Moderna, we, we were told in Canada, of course, that's perfectly fine. Go ahead. Doesn't matter. They're all the same. Uh, well, that might not be good enough for Uncle Sam because, of course, the United States may say, well, you know what? You don't qualify as being fully vaccinated if you took one of the Pfizer and one of the Moderna. No, then you have to go back and what? Take one of the other ones in order to make that happen? I mean, to me, this is a blockhead decision by the government. They pushed this in order to get those vaccination numbers up. And now it, uh, I think it, it's going to lead to some egg on their face as Canadians are kind of, uh, you know, wondering why they bothered in the first place. Exactly. Yeah, we were told AstraZeneca is safe. It's, it's safe to mix and match. It's safe to take the Moderna if you're 18 to 24. Every single time you go down the line, wrong, 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 X, double whammy, triple whammy. They get it wrong every single time. And yet we still listen to these clowns. New South Wales, Australia, that is one of the states over there. Uh, it's nice to see some heads rolling over there. The premier of that state has been forced to stand down. And uh, to step down, as far as I know, and uh, this individual has been implicated in a scandal over the handling over that country's handling of the pandemic. I hope there are many heads to roll. I think this is something to cheer about in that country, which has taken uh, so much abuse at the hands of their elected officials and these tyrannical bureaucrats over there, Richard. This is potentially a huge crack in the the whole COVID narrative. So two weeks ago, uh, a an Australian uh, businessman and um, sort of uh, populist uh, politician with the Australia Unity Party. They don't have any seats in parliament, but he's very outspoken. Kind of think of him as a Nigel Farage or a Max Bernier of Australia. Clive Palmer uh, had a press conference two weeks ago, and he was alleging at that time that uh, Premier Gladys of Australia's most populist uh, state was basically uh, on the take. 
and uh, accused her of fraud because she said that a lobbyist in Sydney who was being paid tens of million tens of millions of dollars by Pfizer and and um, and other big pharma companies to push vaccines. And he was absolutely, you know, ridiculed and destroyed by the media, calling him reckless and a conspiracy theorist. Well, flash ahead two weeks, uh, I believe it was yesterday, and Premier Gladys has resigned under allegations. Uh, well, she's being investigated by authorities there for fraud for that very reason. So this we'll have to keep a close eye on this one because this could be the first, hopefully, could it be a domino effect, uh, you know, in New South Wales. Australia, New Zealand, they're, cl they're clinging desperately to this idiotic zero COVID scheme. They think they can eradicate it like we could eradicate the common cold. These are dangerous imbeciles. And not only are they dangerous imbeciles, but now we're, we're finding out that they're on the take. So I'm, I'm predicting that we're this is going to have a domino effect. And um, we're going to start, start to see similar allegations right here, perhaps in our own backyard, Ontario. Watch for Wouldn't it. Wouldn't that be great to see some of these clowns falling on their soul, uh, swords as well? Because uh, maybe Scott Morrison, the prime minister of Australia, will be next to go. I mean, who knows how deep and how high the, uh, the, the rot uh, goes in terms of, uh, you know, that country. I was and, advised uh, late yesterday afternoon. The oh, here she is. Go ahead. Roll the video. Let's let's have a listen. Independent Commission Against Corruption will today uh, release a public statement in which it will state it is investigating allegations made about me concerning matters relating to the former member for Wagga Wagga. I state categorically I've always acted with the highest level of integrity. History will demonstrate that I've always executed my duties again with the highest level of integrity for the benefit of the people of New South Wales who I have had the privilege to serve. I cannot predict how long it will take the ICAC to complete this investigation, let alone deliver a report in circumstances where I was first called to give evidence at a public hearing nearly 12 months ago. Go to jail where right. you belong. What did she, the former member of Wagga Wagga? Is that what she said? <laughs> Wagga Wagga? How about Wacky Wacky? Yeah. Uh, send her straight to jail as far as I'm concerned. Uh, what else we got? Oh, Burger King. Okay, so uh, this is a... I mean, this is the Americans feeling our pain in Canada, Richard. Uh, there is some language in this video, so watch yourself. This is a lady who goes in, doesn't have her Vax Pass, doesn't get a Whopper. Let's listen. I just, I just needed to record this. Please have your vaccine card ready to show cashier to make a purchase. I am a motherfucking Burger King. Burger King. And these motherfuckers telling me I got to be vaccinated. I got to show my vaccine. This is crazy. This is crazy. Yeah, well, welcome. Feel yes, our pain. Do not tell me that you're okay with this. This is. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's lucky. She should count herself lucky. She avoided the jab and she avoided the whopper. Although, she, you know, <laughs> she wanted the whopper, but she got denied the whopper. So now she's twice lucky. <laughs> Well, she wanted to eat. She's hungry. She wanted something to eat for crying out loud. I think I'd rather take the Merck pill than the Whopper. You know, how many of these companies are going to face uh, a serious hit in revenues, uh, Richard? I mean, uh, if they're going to be turning away diners, uh, you know, they're, they're turning away money. I mean, this is going to cost them millions, and it should, as far well, as I'm concerned. I I, uh, I don't feel their pain, quite frankly. They had an opportunity <laughs> to stand up and push back, and they did, they didn't. So they're they're complicit. They're collaborators. Yeah, Jay accused. Absolutely.
All right, my friend. Thank you so much. Now, you're going away for a little while, correct? I am. I'm going away uh, uh, back probably mid-November. Okay. Well, have a great time. Get some sun. Enjoy yourself. And uh, hopefully there's still a country when you come back. <laughs> praying. I'll be praying <laughs> for all of you. Thank you, Mark. All right. That is this edition of Sarah Petroni. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. We really love doing these segments. Hope you enjoyed these segments. And by the way, you can catch Richard's show uh, Mondays through Fridays from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time. And my show is on from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Again, on Saga, 960 a.m. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye for now.